Welcome to another edition of Tech Writer Voices. I'm Tom Johnson, your host. I'm located in Tampa, Florida, part of the Sunk Coast chapter. Today I'm going to be talking about Help 2.0. But before I get into that, I wanted to just talk a little bit about this podcast and maybe the direction that I want to take it in. In this upcoming year, I'd really like to do more podcasts uh, that are just, well, that involve fewer interviews, but I still am going to do interviews, but it's not going to be limited only to interviews. And I'm going to eventually bring a co-host on, and I hope to do them more regularly. So you'll you'll see more regular podcasts. Um, you'll see podcasts that are more single-person podcasts, and you'll see... Um, more variety as well. Uh, One of the readers wrote in the other week saying that she wanted me to be more authentic. Uh, She wanted the real Tom to basically start speaking. So I'm I'm trying to do that a little bit with this podcast. Now, Help 2.0 is a topic that I've been thinking about for a while, and it's just a clever way of saying Web 2.0 applied to help documentation. I think we're becoming pretty accustomed to seeing um, websites with web 2.0 features and it's only a matter of time before the technical writing community catches up and starts to integrate some of these features but first of all what is web 2.0 may not have a definition that everyone agrees on but basically I think most would agree that it means building features into your site or application that allow users to become contributors to the content in some way. And the degree to which users are actually contributing to the content is where you might place it on the Web 2.0 continuum. So for the most extreme applications, the entire content can be driven by users. And in other instances, only a little bit of the content can be driven by users. But whenever you have the user participating and contributing, I think that's Web 2.0. I don't just want to leave it at the conceptual level. I want to give a few examples of some some top Web 2.0 sites. Dig is the number one, I would say, D-I-G-G. All of the site's content on Dig comes from users who contribute links and comments on articles that they discover on the web. So if you come across a cool article, you can post it on Dig, and if a lot of other people dig your post, dig that article, they they click a button that digs it, and on a given day, you could have two or three thousand digs of articles that um, a lot of people really found interesting. So let's see what their top Doug story is for today. In the last 24 hours, the most dug post is one called A Warning to Turn Bluetooth Off Whilst in Public. And 2,327 people dug that. So you can sort this by most popular in 7 days, 30 days, and the entire year. You can also search in specific categories. So if you only want to see news, you can see the top digs and news and videos and podcasts it's one of the most fascinating sites Um, 
a lot of the information is quirky, but but usually um, something that catches your attention. For example, five or six down, there's a, a post that has almost 2,000 digs called 17 How the Hell Images. Um, <laughs> looks like a cop tried to jump from one parking garage to another. Things like that. You know, not really all that worthwhile, but but some can be very worthwhile. Alright, another Web 2.0 site would be the ever-popular, well-known Wikipedia. Right, everybody's heard of it, but you may not know that that in addition to there being no paid writers, actually the system administrators are volunteer and like the servers, uh, they're just there's dozens of servers and the people who maintain them are also volunteer. But w what is most surprising about Wikipedia is that it actually works. There are millions of pages and articles translated into dozens of lang or at least a dozen languages and the fact that almost everything is on Wikipedia and that no company founded it and no it's not uh, something that's paid by any one person by that's not maintained by a paid staff of writers is simply fascinating and I, I think Britannica pretty much hates Wikipedia uh, because they realize that they're, they're a dying breed Another popular web 2.0 site is Flickr, F-L-I-C-K-R dot com. This is a popular photo sharing website. So I'm going to go through about 10 websites here and just name these web 2.0 features so that, um, and then I'm going to extrapolate them and apply them to help content and see how that might be tweaked into what I'm calling help 2.0. So on Flickr, you can upload your photos, you tag them with keywords, others can search for the photos by keyword, and in fact the, the banner that I put on the website, I just redid the website for the podcast, uh, I took a photo off Flickr. It said you could use it, <laughs> and even that you could make derivative works of it, so uh, that came from Flickr, and on Flickr you can not only look at other people's photos, you can also subscribe to little groups within Flickr of people who are interested in the same type of topics and you can form little communities and, and have subscribe to each other's feeds, have community feeds of others photos. So it's an example where the users are producing the content for the site and then that content is somehow uh, used by other users or the site builds on that to deliver more more things to the user. Um, while I'm talking about Flickr, I should also mention Zoomer. That would be with three O's and no E, Z-O-O-M-R. It's like Flickr, but it incorporates geotagging. So you can see interesting geographic details related to the photos you're looking at. It basically is a mashup with Google Maps. That means it takes all of this Flickr, well, it doesn't, it's not Flickr. It takes all of these photos and integrates somehow with Google Maps to show where the photo is taken and, and different details about the photo that the user might enter. Of course you've heard of Amazon, but they have some popular web 2.0 features in their site. Users can write book reviews of the books, right? And these reviews can be rated. 
um, when you make a selection some similar sh selections that other users made are shown to you I'm sure you're, this is also on Blockbuster you know you, sh you choose a, a video on a site or you choose a book and you suddenly see a list of other books or other videos that users like you also selected so that's an example where user content is driving what you're seeing um, if you like to cook you probably discovered allrecipes.com this is one of the best recipe sites on the web and my wife is always digging recipes from this this site allows you to submit your own recipes to the site and others can review the recipes and rate them so that when you do search results you won't have to waste your time on recipes that only garnered three stars you can limit your search results to five star recipes only or you can limit it to certain uh, recipes that contain only ingredients that you want to eat and things like that you can view the top 20 rated recipes and things like that and it's all automated by what the users are are rating it's not like there's somebody saying oh I think these are the top 20 now that the users are deciding this another web 2.0 site is the WordPress codex this is a giant WordPress wiki that has all the documentation for the WordPress blogging platform and so it has thousands of users it's open source and hundreds of different users write the help content for the application and so it contains hundreds of instructional articles and information and it also has a, a help forum which is not that new you know but it, it still allows user interaction but the fact that you can have an application that's entirely driven by by uh, user contributed help I think is pretty interesting um, and there's a link to that basically go to wordpress.org click docs alright a few more here I'm getting a little tired of going over them I'll just glaze over a few of these spark people interesting diet and nutrition site allows the users to form groups with similar goals and there's little communities and you can have your own little spark people blog page and track your goals and count your calories and track how many times you're keeping your fitness goals and see basically you really get involved in this little community of other users who are all trying to lose weight basically pay scale is one of the most fascinating salary comparison tools when you enter your details of your geographic area number of years in the profession size of your company you start entering this information and then you tell how much you make and then it says okay based on all these variables that you entered about your situation uh, we're gonna compare your salary with other users who entered the same variables and see how you stack up and it's pretty amazing with the specificity of details you can enter you can even enter your own company name and uh, and, and location and things like that so you, you have much more defined criteria rather than just some government organization that says okay you're a technical writer therefore your salary is X amount let's see a few more YouTube I'm sure you've heard of that it allows you to share videos so you can upload your own videos you can rate videos you can comment on videos uh, once you upload your video you can get a little piece of code and basically embed that video onto your own blog or website um, Google Maps is is uh, 
is, is, is a web 2.0 site in that it allows it's got a like this open API kit which allows you to integrate it with other applications so let's say you have a real estate database and you want to blend it with Google Maps so that you have geography to all these real estate locations if you do that you get a site that looks something like Zillow Z-I-L-L-O-W that, that does some interesting things uh, if you read the New York Times nytimes.com and click the most popular tab at the top you can view the most you you can view the articles that have been most emailed, most blogged, and most searched. So this page is really interesting because the users' decisions are deciding what kind of content appears there. More people that blog about articles, they're going to show up there. So it's an interesting way of aggregating all of the useful content based on user selections. And a couple more. Pandora. I just discovered this site. Um, quite cool. You can listen to a lot of music for free there. I think it's legal. Um, but I'm listing it here because when you develop a profile of music that you like, you can you can view other people's profiles. And so basically as you define your music preferences, other people can listen to your preferences and see what you like to listen to and learn songs based on other users' interests. Finally, I'm going to put google.com as another web 2.0 site because its search algorithm depends on what users are linking to. So let's say 30 years, 30 users are all pointing to one website and they're putting a keyword in that link. Well, that's making, that's telling Google that it's a very important site and so it pulls it up in the search rankings. So I think that's a, a more subtle web 2.0 site, but definitely the genius of Google is in this user contributed information about the importance of, of, of the sites. Okay, so those are some Web 2.0 sites that I've pulled together there. Some common features might be of Web 2.0 might be the ability to comment on content, the ability to rate the content, the ability to sort by different ratings, the highest rated, most rated, most searched, the ability to edit the content, the ability to add to the content, of course, to add text, to add photos, video, voice, the ability to integrate the content with other applications, like the Google Maps thing, ability to generate a profile that others can learn from, listen to, or read. So all of these, all of these features basically allow you to interact with the content in ways that Web 1.0 didn't. Web 1.0 was more about reading. You, The user was a reader, the website was static, you came from information, you took it away, and that was it. Web 2.0, you not only use the web for information, but you, you add to the information. Whether you, you're typing in a comment, whether you're uh, just clicking around. Somehow the, your input is being factored in and it's driving the content that you see. So how can we apply the principles of Web 2.0 to our help documentation? I think this is really the question that we are going to have to answer 
if we want to move help content into the next generation of the internet. So if I were to imagine my dream help application, it would look something like this. Users can rate help topics according to their usefulness. The highest rated topics are automatically aggregated into one section and the lowest rated topics are aggregated into another section and they're flagged as needing help needing needing to be edited and the users can edit the, those poor topics or perhaps the tech writer could edit them but either way I like the fact that the users can rate topics and that something is done to aggregate that that rating information into in useful ways I think in my dream help application users can comment on the topics perhaps you they read a topic and it's not got what they want right you've seen the Microsoft thing where it's got a little box saying you know what is it that the topic lacked or something well I, th I think the comments should maybe appear right at the end of of the help topic so you can so they're visible to all so that other users can respond to those users frustrations you don't have to have the writing team doing all the answering and response you can actually have users helping users by comments and, and their responses to comments now let's say a user wants to contribute to the help file I think they should be able to they should have a sort of submission form with different fields and behind the scenes of those fields there should be some kind of data tags or some kind of tags that allow that content to be transformed into usable documentation without uh, without a tech writer having to reformat everything so definitely allow the users to contribute in a way that can actually be used right in it, along with the other files in the application. Now this one's a little bit um, I don't know how to say it. It's a little bit hard to visualize but with these tags that are wrapping around the content that the user contributes they should be semantically rich so that they not only style the, the text in a certain way but that they also identify what kind of information it is so eventually I think that help is going to come from decentralized locations across the web and that it will be aggregated based on the semantic information and aggregated in, in searches. So let's say that you that you post on your blog a tip for using Microsoft Word. Well, when others search for tips on Word, um, if if your tip has these semantic tags then their search can limit itself to those same semantic tags and be much smarter I know I didn't explain that very well but that was a little glimpse of, of something okay another point I think users should be able to construct their own help manuals alright by this I mean they should be able to open up a page that would show the table of contents on the left and a blank column on the right and then they can just drag the topics they want to print from the left over to the right and then print them so they can automatically automatically compile manuals based on just what they want 
you can obviously do this in applications like RoboHelp manually, from, right, as you control the application. But I think it would be so much cooler if the user could say, okay, I'm going to give a presentation on how to do this in Photoshop, how to, you know, create this thing. And so I need these seven topics and be able to pull those out into a, into a manual. That would be pretty useful. All right, I think in my dream, now I, I know I'm getting a wish list kind of long here, but when the user searches for topics, I want the search engine to get smarter depending on the user's selection and their results. So if every time a user searches for a certain word and clicks a certain response, I think the search engine should notch that response up to the top. It should, it should build on the, that selection. Um, I think that products should have RSS feeds that integrate into the help application so that you know how most products have blogs I mean there's a Microsoft Word blog of their help development team and wouldn't it be cool if when you open up the help application one of the choices in one of the menus was uh, like feed or blog so that you could see what's going on with that application right now who's working on it what or kind of enhancements do they have, what uh, what issues are they having, what tips, what other kind of information they have about it. So help no longer has to be this static entity that's hard-coded and shipped with applications. It can be a continuously living file that just changes dynamically with new information. I would also like the help application to be open source and for there to be hundreds of plugins that can extend its functionality. This is, I mean, this is what WordPress is. It's an open source core application, but there are hundreds of different plugins that you just basically upload to your file structure and you suddenly have new functionality. So for example, on, on my blog, I recently implemented this post ratings plugin, which didn't have before, but I was able to just add it in there. And, uh, if you don't like something in the application, you can go into the source file and change it. And you, then you can re-release these changes and make them available to others. Of course, some, to change a lot of the things, you have to know the code behind it. But uh, there's a certain developer community that, that could really um, transform some of these applications. And you could basically just have others contributing to the code in a way that would that would make it move forward with with the trends and the needs rather than having to wait from year to year for a release 1.5 you know 2.0 3.0 whatever uh, guys I've got a few more here that I've written down in my notes um, I think that administrators should be able to have a live view of user activity in the help file so let's say a user is navigating the help, well the administrator should be able to watch the mouse movements in real time as as the user manipulates the help file. And then obviously graph statistics showing the popularity of different topics. Google Analytics does this. It gives you like a hotspot map of the places where users click the most on your site. It's really fascinating. Um, I think the content should be able to be exported to mobile devices 
and called upon in video iPods so that wherever the user is, he or she can just basically pull it up on his or her iPod and figure it out. And finally, I think that that y the YouTube videos should be able to be called upon in applications. Let's say that you you have a word application, right? What if you were to some have a section in your help file that pulled on keywords of YouTube videos that were tagged with let's say Microsoft Word that would automatically pull them in and list them as possible videos that you could use. So let's say a user makes a YouTube video that's an instructional file giving tips in Word well then part of your help file will kind of have a feed that uh, pulls in those keywords and, and hence the videos so that you can build upon the sort of user tips that are released in real time. So these are just some of my thoughts on how we can apply Web 2.0 to help documentation. And uh, I wish I knew PHP more, which is what uh, at least WordPress is coded in, or I wish I, I knew some other coding languages and I could do this stuff, but I don't. Uh, I'm learning. But um, I think blogs and wikis, they're that sort of functionality and feeds these are going to eventually marry into our traditional help authoring tools and the two will combine to become more powerful and more interactive with the user. That's about all my thoughts on Help 2.0. If you have a comment on this podcast, you can leave your comment uh, in the comment field. Just click the comments link on the post. You can also send me an email at tom at techwritervoices.com you want to suggest a topic I'm open to that or if you have other sort of feedback definitely send it my way all right thanks for listening <laughs>